From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. You get what I was saying, right, Adam? About the whole peasant food thing? You know, cheap fare from, you know, different ethnicities or states or countries, whatever. So we were talking a little uh, Rose Cone Pollo. Well, it's very hipster now. Is that why? Is that why it is? Or I feel like it is. I just thought it was really good staple food. And uh, now I go out and I'm like, wait, what happened to this? Like this dish being $10 or $8? Well, I think it's there's part of it being hipster. Part of it, a lot of things have raised in price. But uh, I do think part of it is also... Uh, there's a lot of chefs and a lot of restaurants that want to take that and make it their own and do their own spin on it, and then it's more okay. expensive. Um, do you have a favorite? Do you have something that you... Well, I don't really uh, uh, have it that often, I guess, now, but I would say like fried rice would be like the one. Okay. It's amazing. Yes. There's n- almost nothing better. I could eat it every day. I'm a, I'm a yeah, big rice person in sure. general. And rice is... In a lot of countries and a lot of ethnicities, a lot of cultures is like a basic food. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's but now delicious. a lot of – I mean, I'll give you an example. Actually, it happened twice over the weekend, right? And I know you were getting on me uh, a couple weeks ago about, you know, certain the quality of food and service and tipping and all that and sounding old. But, you know, I have noticed uh, – well, first of all, we go out Saturday. We go get Mexican, right? And, like, Mexican used to be pretty affordable fare. And a lot of places you go to now, it's like – Two item combos like 18, 20 bucks. And there was like, the place we're at was like two tacos were $18. And at that point, I kind of got something that, you know, you like over at, you know, your favorite Mexican place around the corner sure. from here, where I was just like, I'm just going to get a platter of freaking meat for like a oh. little more because why wouldn't I have ta- two tacos or $18? Periatas? It's delicious. Yes. Absolutely. What an yes. amazing order that is. Right? But so, so, so that's gotten high. And I understand food costs have gotten high. And okay. I know when you were, you know, when you were little, and milk was five cents a gallon, and they brought it to your house. Well, come on, things ta- are, things are ta- different. Tacos, come on, let's be real. You get the probably get the beans and rice with it. Okay, again, let's yeah, be real. It's delicious. Yes, let's be real. That's that's what when it, it costs. starts pushing eighteen or twenty dollars for two tacos. That's that's pricey. Yesterday, I got uh, loco moco, love it, but a very basic meal: rice, some brown gravy. I really want to make it. A patty of spam or burger, you know, traditional ground beef, and a fried egg or two. Nineteen bucks. I mean, that's that's getting up there now. Start- and it wasn't. And the, the other thing, it wasn't great. It wasn't really good. If you, I swear, if you start complaining about long distance phone rates, <laughs> what so you just do? don't care about food prices when you go out. It's you just, just hey, whatever, it. whatever it is, it is. Or you order something different. Or you, or you just else. don't go out. Or you go somewhere else. No, that's or not you, an option. Or, well, or <laughs> not or, an option or, for me. Or what I do is I make. I'll. I will. I can make loco moco at home. Sure. I can. I can handle those. Those really difficult. I. I couldn't shape the. I can. But I. I couldn't shape the. The rice was tightly bound. It was good rice. I mean, I'm the one that should be upset about. I don't know how to make things at home. I. I have to go out for every meal. Yeah, you really have to start doing a little bit. Good. Fine. You pay what you pay. I just love it. You pay what you pay. That's what it is. You are the son of Dave Koken. I had a wonderful, I'll say this, I don't think it's gone up much at all. If it has, I had a wonderful steak special last night with a bunch of friends in town. It was great. That's good. Was the steak good? It was fine. About the same as it normally is? It's fine. Okay. 
Well, now, there's a whole scale here. It's always been fine. Okay. It's never been really good? We didn't go to a fancy steakhouse. But it's never been really good, and mm-hmm. now it's just fine? Or is everything fine it's with you? Literally, the first Actually, time. Actually, you just said the, the Mexican dish you got was great. Oh, the one that you got. I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't there this weekend. Actually, right. it, we could we could just derail the show right now with, right. if you have large groups of people, especially people that are in town, to try to make a plan, good Lord. No, it's the worst. You, I, I don't know how people just don't murder each other. No, you just do it. Just Someone has to be the alpha, and you just do it. And if people complain, then they're out. Then they get thrown the out. The whole point was that people are in town, so they, they don't want banned. people out. They, they want everybody banned. in. They get banned. It was worse. It was a 45-minute discussion. Right. How big was the group? Um, well, it started off like 20, but there was only like eight that were in town that was like a core group. Okay. And it was in the you know the clubhouse, the 19th hole after the co- after the round. Oh, yeah. You're a big golfer now. And the guy were all – I didn't even play. This was on the course, right. which is a whole other story. Uh, but it was like, all right, where we, it was 45 minutes. Where are we going? Trying to make reservations here, there, whatever. And there was like three people that were just like, I'll just go, I'll just do wherever, wherever we go, it's fine. And then the decisions are made. Everybody goes back to get get a shower at their hotels. We're gonna meet back. And then three of the people are like, no, three of the people are like, yeah, I didn't like that plan. I'm not gonna go. You're like, why didn't you say anything for the last 45 minutes? What was the plan? What kind of food? It what we were we had the place that you just mentioned. The Mexican place was one option. Okay, which was most of us wanted to go. I don't know how you're gonna get in there with 15 plus people. We called. Oh really? Yeah, it was eight. It was eight. Who's complaining about that? It was far. Oh, stop. We're on the strip, so it was far. Stop. Uh, there was... Well, that, that's the hard, that is the hard part. If you've got a bunch of locals and you got people from out of town, people from out of town are like, I don't want to leave the strip. I want to go yeah. to a restaurant on the strip. Well, and then, of course, you don't care about price, but other people do. Well, like, no, that's we're what local. ended up happening. So then there was a pizza and wings place, obviously, Naked City was the other top option that we had. And then there was a cheaper steak place and then a very nice steak place. And... People were like, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care. It's fine, wherever we go. And then the fancy people took over and decided to go to the fancy steak place. And then did after guys, they did left. Did you guys get fractured? No, eventually, eventually we're like, we're, just, we're, we're going to the cheaper steak place. Really? And we're getting table. And whoever shows up can show up. Good. And we were starving. Good. And then we you got there. You went alpha, good. No, then we got there and they said, yeah, you can't have a table until everybody's here. So we couldn't get a table. We had to wait for everyone. Too big a group. Which was like a, no. Oh, without everyone there. Yeah. But then you don't know who's going to show up. Exactly. So how do you do that? We had to wait. And people and then were like, now we got to sit. Do we haven't eaten all day? It's 9 o'clock. But this is, this is, is this is, everyone listening right now, because it sounds like we're just having a conversation we would have at any time. It's Adam Hill and Steve Cofield, 5 o'clock hour, ESPN Las Vegas. This, when I mock on you or poke fun at you about your martyrdom, anyone who's along for the ride with, we're just going to wait to see who shows up? No. What you what are you no. what are you gonna do? The the what was the table for? How many? Twelve? Ten? Eight. 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 All right. Well then, when more than eight show up, put in for a table. Eight was the total, but okay. we, there was only three that were there. Oh, what a nightmare! Yeah. How long did you wait? About forty five minutes. Oh, that's. I mean, you already said that. That's outrageous. <laughs> I assume they paid for your meal. No. They didn't offer to pay. No. It's crazy. Don't how many were the, how many total? Eight. Okay, eight checks. No, one. Oh no! But then one. <laughs> this is great. Here we go. One person had uh, something in their food, and the the waiter very nicely took it off. And then so that person didn't pay, but they had ordered other things. They didn't throw them for the drinks or the appetizers. No. <laughs> we need names. So the check came, and we were 
But no one says anything? Well, everybody threw in cash, and then I got it at last, and I was like, all right, well, it's, we're not even- How short were you? Pretty short. And then there, that, not, and there was no tip, of what course. What was the total bill? Uh, it was like it was like two twenty five. Okay, so then we're really, what are we looking back at for me, a tip? Another forty. It got back forty five. It got back to me with so about, now you're two seventy. Got back to me with about one sixty. One sixty and it's two seventy <laughs> with eight people. So I just paid it. This God. That's what I, that's what I, do. I know you do. You're the worst. What am I going to start? You didn't pay me. Like, oh, yes. I'm just going to pay it. Hey. Those drinks aren't free. Come on. Throw in. Let's go. How is that hard? You want the, you want the other one at the golf course? I, I don't real? know if I can. No, I, we have to wait. <laughs> it's a, we got to wait. It's we got to wait. Can we, we don't have a tease board anymore, but someone to remember. Grab bag. Golf course. I can't do it. I get too frustrated. I had more story, yeah. but that trumps it. You're, you're, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. So frustrating weekend for you. Did did the um, the fact that you got to watch the Knights achieve on their power play that it make the weekend a little bit better? I know you've been very. Well, I don't care about. I don't know about worked up about it, but as a viewer and a guy who covers yeah. Golden Knights hockey, you've been telling people all season this is something you need to watch for, even though you're piling up points. Power play is kind of important to be at least decent at. Yeah, and I think it was it was important uh, to to get the reward for the goals, and but also to. Uh, to get the process, they they looked better, and I think part of that is we talked about it. Mark Stone came back, they put him right back on the power play, which displaced Jack Eichel. Now it displaced Jack Eichel back to his preferred location, but it's not a place he's been playing very much because because Stone's been out, so he's been rotating around. So they are in, they are in spots now that they all feel very comfortable that they should be very good at. Uh, but it is a, it is a it's a it's a huge chemistry thing. It's a um, it's something you have to practice. You have to be out on the ice together, and again, took a little time, but after. You know, two games, they seem to have figured it out. They look far more dangerous. Now we'll see what the adjustments are and if um, you know, if Winnipeg can figure out what the Knights want to do and kind of shut it down. But for the most part, I think the uh, Knights have to be very happy with what they did on the power play. Well, it's good. I'm glad the power play is working out. I'm glad they showed resilience after blowing the lead in the third period, after really getting dominated in overtime. I Again, I don't know how they held on. Is Bruce Cassidy, is he kind of a no-nonsense guy? Is he a message guy? Like, how does he get through to the Knights? Because all, all coaches have different methods. I'll just – I'll read you something real quick here. Like, would he post on their chalkboard? I guess it would technically would be a, a dry erase board now. Failure is not an option. It's a necessity. Huh. Every misstep is a lesson learned. Every setback, a chance to grow stronger. Embrace the struggle and become unstoppable. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Is, uh, is that a Cassidy thing? I don't think you would do that, um, and I don't know why you would read like a college girl's Instagram story <laughs> on the show. What do you mean? Failure is not an option. It's a necessity. Every misstep is a lesson learned. Every setback, a chance to grow stronger. Every, or embrace the struggle and become unstoppable. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people post that meme or things like it okay. on their Instagram story. And you just click right through it. Why would you even read that? Uh, because that's what the Houston Texans sent out. Was that a mistake? On they so- had on It had to be media. like their their you know, young social media coordinator was trying to post it on their own story. Yeah. 
and accidentally posted it on the Texans. My my guess is it's the GM Nick Casario. <laughs> I don't think Casario is running the Instagram account. Well, someone's got to have oversight. Who's going to send that out? I mean, it's got a it's got like a little it's picture, very styled a, a in there. picture of a some Houston Texan or the helmet or something. I can't tell what's going on, but in the backdrop. Uh, I do know their PR director. I should probably text them. Okay. Be like, is this your is this your team? Do you hate that message? <laughs> yes. I mean it's fine. Again, it's this is just we they got goofy lamb, They got lamb based on social media. Of course, as they should. That's embarrassing. What are Why? they doing? What are they doing? Because it's again, it's it's I'm not You don't like it's little, young little person in their motivational feelings. Phrases. It's, 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 it's young again. person in their feelings. What's wrong with that? Nothing. We are an NFL old, there's team. There's a lot of older people who are in their feelings. You're an NFL. That's fine. It's some people in their feelings. It's a, it's an NFL team. Knock it off. Like what are you doing? That's it's childish. They just had a bad exam in their college course. Like what am I gonna do? Life is over. This sucks. Failure. I don't even. I, I can't even read. They're dumb words. What if we use Failure this? Failure is not an option. What if we use this? Where it's we, a necessity. We have, we have a day where we struggle with guest booking or maybe the our our sound efforts. What emo song do they our post sound with efforts the Instagram account? Well coordinated and we're down on the dumps after the show. Embrace the struggle and become unstoppable. <laughs> no. You're not buying it? No. That's not the theme of this show. So what sure. what is what is the theme of the message from the Texans on a Monday of draft week? Are they saying we've sucked in the draft? We've learned our lessons. Now we're embracing our struggles, and we're going to become unstoppable with our selections. Get ready for us to fail again on Thursday. Because oh, it's not an option. It's a necessity. I mean, it does apply to what the Jets have done most of their draft existence. But sure. The other, the other issue here is, uh, just go to at Houston Texans, the font is just I, – that's, that's what I can't get past. And I it's know appalling. Uh, being a fontophile is like – you're crazy if you care. It's like it's like medieval. I don't. It's so. This has got to be Casario. It's got to be the GM. Everything about the. It's post. not D'Amico Ryan's. Ryan's would not do this. Their new coach. Who is it? I'm texting my guy right now. Find out during the break. We're gonna find out. Keep it locked right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. One of the great social media clips, mashups of all time. Skip Bayless arguing with. Skip Bayless. Two Skip Baylesses on Aaron Rodgers on opposite sides. Embrace debate. Well, he's a Jet now, and a lot of people think the Packers fleeced New York. They will get a conditional first. Let's call it what it is, a conditional first next year if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays this year for the Jets. They got a second this year. They got a pick swap in round one. They moved from 15 to 13. Uh, meanwhile, I've seen some, saw some Jets media say, "Wait, the Jets still have their first round pick, or a first round pick and a second round pick this year, and they got Aaron Rodgers." Yes. So this is one of those. I don't think you have to pick a side and go idiots. But I, I will say, one thing that people have been trying to chirp about for months now is who had leverage. Eh, really, neither side. But the Jets had some leverage because the Jets could just walk away. So I don't think the Jets got destroyed here. It's not. It's not perfect. I don't love the conditional. No. I don't love the conditional first only on sixty-five percent of the plays. But 
But as we said, you can manipulate it. I, I think you take him out for all running plays, first of all. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't do any handoffs. Yeah. So it's obvious. The defense is like, I think it's a run. Yeah. I, I, Every I, time I, they bring in the backup, they seem to hand off. No, I think you can every once in a while mix it up and throw it. But I think for the most part, if you have a running play, you, you, bring, in the, you bring in the backup. Uh, you definitely take him out at the end of blowouts, winning or losing. Uh, I think there's definitely ways you can figure this Jets out. Jets blow three games because they have a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. I think they Back can manage. throws an INT or two. They got a good defense. Why'd I think they can, manage, they can manage a lead. I think you can manipulate it and still not, still get him to play all the games and not have to give the pick. Boy, crazy day in the media. Uh, Tucker Carlson, I think, walked from Fox. I don't know if Lemon got fired. I don't know if Tucker Carlson got fired. I don't know. But uh, they're out at their respective networks. And then I see an announcement that uh, Gail and Chuck – Gail King, Charles Barkley, going to be doing a show. Is that a five-night-a-week show on CNN? <laughs> I will promise you I will be watching it zero nights a week. So to me, it's a zero night a week. Charles show. is very entertaining, and he has some expertise on almost everything, especially in sports. He thinks he does, sure. Yes, he does. He does yeah, think he does. That's, that's fine. I don't hate Charles Barkley, necessarily. I, I don't need to see that show. That's a show I don't need. And if it pops up on my YouTube algorithm, maybe I'll click on it at some point. But that's about the only way it would happen. I just I can't imagine, you know, setting the DVR or tuning in at that time and watching to see what Charles Barkley has to say about the news of the day. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if it's going to be about the news of the day. He said he wants to be. Uh, he doesn't want it to be political, which doesn't seem to really be a match with the uh, network. Well, there's no such thing in the world that's not political. Yep. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it was announced earlier. Gail King, Charles Barkley, to host a new primetime show on CNN. I want to make sure I'm not misrepresenting the uh, the comment about the political part. Well, I'll find it. Anyway, uh, what is this? Barkley on a podcast? He does all these different podcasts, and they does he bring this up himself? Does he get asked? Uh, here's his take on pets. Exactly. Okay, we're getting away from the dog theme. Uh, yeah, I am a cat man. I've been a cat for the last. A cat, a cat, is, a cat is not a real pet. Stop it. Why not? Because it's not a dog. <laughs> That's not a real pet because it's not a dog. I, I don't dislike cats. I just don't think they're real pets, Marco. <laughs> what are they? That's, that's just what are they? Dog is a real pet, man. Stop it. What's a cat? Just some like old women have. Oh wow! <laughs> By the way, that was on their TNT show, so not a podcast. So would he say that uh, old women or people that have cats yeah. are the ones that are most likely to complain about rising prices and everyday items? Possibly. Okay. By the way, he didn't go political there, but he went down the gender path. He screwed. Like he does realize that everything he says along those lines is going to be a firestorm, which is what CNN wants. Of course. But he knows nothing about animals. Nothing. I mean, that, that was his best take he's ever had. <laughs> well, you're very anti-cat, and well, I'm very anti-dog. I'm very allergic to cats. That, that is part of it. But I also yeah. don't, think you're, I don't think you're anti-dog. Um, you just are pro-cat. I'm pro-cat. I'm not anti-dog. I'm, I'm anti-having a dog. But I don't go to people's houses and I'm like, God, I hate this dog. You've said now, that about th- my dog. Um, I mean, they're, yeah, it's, it's just yappy. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, believe it or not, I'm a, I'm, well, I guess based on my food conversation earlier, I'm a, a grump on a lot of things. I just like quiet. <laughs> Do you? At home, I like quiet. I'm actually amazed sometimes. We'll both be in the house, the SO and myself, and I'll be working, and there's just no noise. There's nothing for hours. The only, the, the only noise it's made is a cat meowing or 
her talking to the cats. I can't There's, be around quiet. It's it is. I love it. Our house is so quiet. Yeah, I can't be around it. But that, you know what's it's funny? Tough. After when we got older, I don't need to tell the story. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> I think it comes from my parents. They like quiet. What? Yeah, they like they like it to be. All nice I've ever quiet. heard about your parents is that they're just. There's always just screaming. And no, that's not that's not that's not accurate. My mother's a loud mouth, but my father he can't hear. He's there's no screaming. That was it might be the her case? screaming. He can't hear, so he doesn't scream back. Was that always the case though? No, when we were kids, of course. It was. I mean, is there a house with kids that's quiet? No, it's a lunacy. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no. I, later, later, it was quiet. We don't have kids, so it's quiet. It's nice. Let's, you know, we have a we have a sort of kitten. And he knocks stuff over. So. Honestly, if I if, if I ever it. have the only noise. like three minutes of my life where I don't hear sound, I will turn on music or TV or something. I, I need I noise. It. I freaking love it. This the he Ari sits he sits in like an office with eight desks. I don't think there's anyone ever there when he's there, or when there is, he's like Bleh. You you love quiet. We're working on audio. It's nice to have quiet. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Yes. And yeah. I, I get what Barkley's saying. I don't know about the old lady part. I do. That's accurate. With the crazy cat lady? Yeah, that was accurate. But the notion, it's it's always a notion that dogs are much more active and they're more loyal and you can get you can get some cats to be the same way. I don't know if that's true. Our cats are it's kind of ridiculous. I feel they like don't if, follow me around, they follow her around. I feel like if I came over and fed the cat and then like said like let it out, it would be my cat now. I can't argue on that one. Yeah. I don't know about I don't know about that kind of loyalty, but they'd also like what? Let it out, put it in your car, and drive away with it. Just just walked out. You, it's a, a, like, come, come on, buddy. And that we is just walked. That is interesting. Like, hey, that was mine. You actually you probably could just take you probably could just take one of the cats and yeah. just and and then like tell us it it got out and got lost, right? And then tell us a year later. No, I've had him the whole time in my house. Yeah. He, he loves it there. He doesn't, well, he doesn't even would, know who you are. You would see every day my eyes would just be swollen right. shut. <laughs> like, so like, you would know. You'd have to lie every day. Oh, outside allergies. <laughs> but yes, I, that would I be, feel like. That would be a mean prank. That would be a mean prank to take someone's cat, tell them, I let it out. I'm so sorry. I don't know where it went. And then a year later, you're like, I've had it the whole time. <laughs> it loves my house. It doesn't want to come back here. And then, and then the person is like. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so happy. Like, oh, it actually died. I, I didn't feed it. So it's you don't get it back. I just had it. That's mean. No, it would be mean. That's real mean. Sure. And if you think I'd be the one who's uh, super sensitive if someone did that to his pet, imagine if I took one of your dogs. Yeah, you won't do that. Because I've seen, like, like I was here. It got real serious. Next, we're going to go up to Denver. we got to find out what's going on with the Broncos, which isn't a lot for the draft, but they do have some needs. We also have to find out a little bit about the Avs and – I don't know. Colorado spring football game looked crazy, but then afterwards, I swear, is it like 12 players were like, yeah, I'm out. Transfer portal. I'm out. Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to LVSportsNetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. All right, we haven't talked to the folks in Denver. we got a bunch of friends up there who do radio, and one of them is Judge Dan from The Fan in Denver. He's a real judge, real attorney. We'll let all of that slide. He's coming up in just a couple minutes. we got to find out, first of all, what the outcome of the flipped golf cart was with Russell Wilson. 
what the hell was going on there. <laughs> the Broncos have needs, but they have no picks because of Russell Wilson. So we'll see how active they can be in the draft. Maybe they could move up. They got a couple of thirds that are real close to each other, right? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. So their first round pick is Sean Payton. It, yeah, it's a good point. It looks like they could use a running back, which, uh, you know, if you got third round picks, that's probably the area you want to be in. You don't have to be too aggressive. We'll get an update on Javante Williams. That doesn't sound good. No, not at all. It's not good for anyone. And especially dynasty owners. And Dion and the Buffs. You sent over a story today. You said the the spring game was crazy. Was it really crazy or just? Yeah, especially compared to last year where there was like 35 well, people there. That, that part, yeah. There were probably a couple thousand in that good-sized stadium, and this time around it looked like it was just about sold out. Yeah, it was like over 45,000, and they were really into it. All right. We got Judge Dan? Yes. What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, uh, by the way, uh, you guys must be so excited that as Jets fans, we were talking about uh, today with uh, the price you guys paid for Aaron Rodgers versus what we paid <laughs> for Russell Wilson here in Denver last year. It just goes to show the difference you pay when you uh, for a washed up quarterback when you know he's washed up versus when you don't know he's washed up. Apparently, it's markedly different. It is. I mean, let's be fair to Russell Wilson. Well, I don't think either guy is washed up. I understand the joke, but they're both washed up. Russ, I mean, that's that's the whole point. Russ is what six years younger, five years younger, right? But then he came here and he played. You know, it, it became it became readily apparent towards <laughs> later for other. You know, some of us realized later than others because I had confidence up until the end. We realized, wait, this cat is really washed up. He just can't do what he did before. Uh, holding on to the bitter end, but he's he just can't do what he did before. So we paid way too much. Aaron Rodgers obviously still has some physical tools, but he just isn't interested anymore. And so I think, you know, you've been down this road before as a Jets fan with mm -hmm. Brett Favre and this lack of interest and uh, that nonsense. So at least you guys didn't pay so much. I heard you guys talking about it last segment. You didn't, yeah. get, didn't get fleeced like the Broncos did. So meh, it's not so bad when you're playing with this, you know, head case quarterback. And the Jets, uh, Rodgers will probably walk after one year, so the Jets won't be on the hook for any more money. Um, right. Meanwhile, the Broncos are trying to fight out of what is a really difficult money situation. They can they can walk more easily after this season, right, on Russell Wilson? Is that the, what, the, what the deal is, Dan? Is that the deal? No, not really. No? I mean, it, it, it's, it's more palpable, but no, it'll still be a really, really tough situation. Uh, let's talk draft before we get to Dion and before we uh, – you're Mr. Avs, so we want to talk a little hockey as well and also – um, well, you know, before we do that, um, Russell Wilson is okay, right? I saw that Sean Payton was now joking about the flipping of the golf cart. Yeah, he's fine. It's just who knew that Adam Hill and I could outdrive Russell Wilson on a golf course, right? Oh, all the jokes today about Russell Wilson. This is original material. <laughs> yeah. This is good stuff. I like it. Yeah, the, the yeah. roast no, of he's Russell fine. Wilson. The roast of Russell. That's we right. brought on Judge. Yeah, we brought on the Judge. Right, to roast right. No, Russell he's Wilson. fine. Yeah. Just yo, know, those bunkers—they'll sneak up on you. Well, so not, he not just drove actually, right into a bunker. Not really. Uh, have you flipped a cart before? Have I flipped a cart before? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Adam? Uh, no, I've never done it. Uh, I've seen it done. Someone did it uh, probably 10, 12 years ago at one of our radio station golf tournaments. <laughs> Every time I see the guy, I'm like, eh, flip the golf cart, huh? He's like, yep, I did it. It's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. So who knows what was going it on? Is. Yeah. It is. It, it actually is. All right, this this draft, uh, because of the compensation that it costs to get both Peyton and Wilson, 
Broncos are way down in the draft, but they do have third-round picks, so, and they do have needs. I mean, all, all football teams have needs. What would you like to see them draft? Well, unlike other people, they think, see, they way overspent on Mike McGlinchey, so they they obviously are going to let him run at right tackle, and then they also got a guard, but they think they're set at offensive line. This team will not not be better on offense until they get better at offensive line. They are woefully bad at every single other skill position player on offense. So they need to get a lot better at all across the board on offense. Defensively, I think they'll they'll be serviceable. They, they need a difference-making pass rusher. I think they're unlikely to find that with where they're going to be behind the eight ball because of the aforementioned Russell Wilson trade. Um, but if they can find a diamond in the rough somewhere along there, that would be nice because they are woefully bad at pass rusher and all along the offense. Do they need a running back? They do need a running back because um, Javante Williams, who was supposed to be uh, George Payton, our GM's shining moment, you know, shining uh, draft pick. He tore up his knee very bad in two places last year. It does not look like the recovery is going uh, all that well. He should be back at some point next year, but he's not going to be 100%. It doesn't look like. And they just got a bunch of journeymen outside of him. Uh, I mean, that's obviously a position you can find a lot of different places, but is there – I mean, how much concern is there maybe even long-term for him? It sounds like at some point you said it maybe not 100%, but he'll be back. But long-term, do they think he'll ever be the kind of player they expected? Too early to tell. We have yeah. no idea. Okay. Um, a lot of different moving pieces coming up in this draft, but the bottom line for the Broncos is that their early pick is Sean Payton. I mean, that is the uh, the crown jewel of their draft class, I guess you would say. How much difference can he make in one season? I actually do think he can take make a huge difference because the biggest problem with this organization for more than a half decade has just been they've been a dumpster fire culturally, organizationally. Like it's just been one misstep after another because they just didn't know what was going on. I think having I used to always call it like the three little pigs problem with them, right? Like they they were trying to build this house, build this team out of sticks and straws and they're finally going to start building something hopefully if this guy's the real deal out of bricks they'll have a real foundation he's a real deal coach and the fact that all these talking head blowhards in the denver media were like oh it's too much to give up compensation for a real coach finally that's and by the way he's also the de facto gm as well for a real competent football executive and coach you can't pay too much. It's like, well, I'll take a lesser coach and executive because I don't want to give up a first-round draft pick. Are you kidding me? It made, it never made any sense to me. But then that's what you get when you're asking these media types that you know to actually you know do more than you know surface-level thinking. Dan, speaking of coaches, uh, I've just checked. I don't think any players have entered the portal uh, since <laughs> we started this interview. But are we at 18 Colorado players today? Well, I was just texting with our good friend of the program, Chad Andrus, who was at the spring game with his whole family. It was a little bit chilly. And as of seconds ago, 21. Oh, okay. What? There was three more. All right, so what's going on? We're talking to uh, Dan Jacobs, who does radio on the fan in Denver. He's also a judge. Um, what is happening here? Because, uh, you know, I always try to defend the players by saying, hey, you know what? Sometimes coaches tell players – you got to hit the bricks. This place is not for you. But to wait this long to push this many players out, to me, seems weird 
something's going on here. How can you have that many players after what is supposed to be you know, kind of an enthusiastic time? Everyone should be fired up about the program. Why are this many players entering the portal? Well, it depends on who you believe. Uh, every video you see, every clip that you see coming out of that program, and there's a lot of them because it's a walking, talking reality show. It's very interesting. By the way, I'm, I'm super excited. Somehow, some way, I actually have secured a pair of season tickets to the upcoming wow. season, which was not an easy feat to do, gentlemen. Really? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Like the Jeremy Bloom, uh, who's a very uh, – uh, you remember Mo uh, Molly's so game? that. Yeah, like he's like, I can't get tickets. He was trying to get a suite. He's like, I have pull up there and I can't get tickets. Well, Judge Dan secured nice. season tickets. So I'm, nice. I'm very excited about what's going on. Up who'd, you, there. who'd you have to give a reduced sentence to? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> we won't them. talk about what I had yeah, to do to get these tickets. We don't talk about favors. All right, so what is it? Are, uh, did they, did they tell going, a bunch but, of guys to get out? Well, he has been doing that. So every clip you see, and this this is a walking, talking reality show, he is berating players, telling them to hit the bricks. If you don't like it, get out of here. If you were here last year, we don't need you. Please leave so you're opening up a spot for somebody else. So one of the guys, you know, some people are saying, well, there are 16 players, starters, or guys that are going to be contributing next year that aren't on campus yet. Like, like, for example, uh, McLean, you know, a big recruit that he got. He stole away from Miami. He's not even on campus yet. There are 16 guys like that that need uh, that their, their spots. They weren't right. on the field on Saturday that those spots need to open up so that Deion Sanders said, I needed bodies for the spring game. So I need, you know, needed the, I needed bodies. But they after the game, he said, you guys need to get out of here. Now, I don't believe that's all of it. That's 21 of these guys. No way. The best player on the field the best wide receiver he had 154 yards and a couple touchdowns or whatever on saturday he immediately transferred do i think that's because dion was telling these guys to hit the bricks no i think there's a deeper issue and i think a lot of it is when coaches are constantly berating you telling you you're not good enough we don't care get out of here eventually that's going to cause some issues so i i think it's probably a mixture yeah and there may not be a landing spot for all 20 plus players but uh, other schools need players at certain positions, so a lot of these guys will do well for themselves. How many is UNLV going to take? Um, from Colorado? I know yeah. I know they offered – there was a kid, Ryan Williams, a defensive lineman. I know they offered him last week. Uh, they've been offering wide receivers all over the place. Actually, Colorado – I don't know if you want a real answer here, but Colorado offered a uh, kid, Peterson, from Cincinnati at wide receiver. So did UNLV, so they might compete for some guys. I'm sure, uh, depending on what their backgrounds are, and where they're from, and if they were recruited the first time around by some of the coaches on the staff, uh, my guess is UNLV would offer at least two, three, or four of them, I would think. So Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the transfer market in football is crazy, uh, especially because I think a couple offensive linemen left. I don't know if they can play uh, from Colorado, but the, the offensive line market has been just, just wacko. I mean, there was a kid from Duquesne who UNLV offered a couple of weeks ago, and I think he had like 21 offers out of Duquesne. So, it's uh, it's pretty competitive. Yeah, that's nuts. So, so there really is big time excitement, huh? Uh, people are just oh, it's are huge. Well, there's fired up. a CU spring game typically, I don't know, a couple thousand people. Yep. You know, when they were even remotely interesting, yep. forty seven, and it was cold, and there was a little bit of snow. <laughs> forty seven thousand people, like it was wow. a. They don't even get close to that. 
during the season for real games. 47,000 for a, for a spring football game. It's insane. It was a circuit like atmosphere. You got a 96 year old lady doing the kickoff, things like that. It's nuts, man. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Mr. Avs. This uh this series, not that it was supposed to be a, a sweep, but uh, this series has been very interesting against the Kraken. Another game tonight at seven o'clock. Yeah, and this it's a weird story about uh, have you guys been following that with Valerie Nashushkin, one of their top players, all sorts of rumors swirling around. Just all of a sudden there's an incident at the team hotel, and then he's whisked away by security to the airport, and we don't know anything about what's going on with him. And it's been a oddly tight series. The defending Stanley Cup champions uh, look oddly out of sorts, so to speak. I don't know if they're that out of sorts, Adam. They're fine. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to win the series, but they're certainly not. Yeah, but I, I get it. I declared on my show Saturday that the Cup run is is effectively over. They're not the same team. <laughs> wow. They're not going to. They they will get through this round. I agree with you there, but they are. The, the, I'm I'm seeing nothing that indicates to me that they have the goaltending and the level of dominance. Uh, or fortitude that they're going to that they have a serious cup run in them. Hey Dan, on all the charitable efforts you have when it comes to uh, providing food for people in the Denver area, is there somewhere people in Vegas can go to a website or anything to contribute? You have anything set up yet? Yeah, it's just ehills.org, and then there's uh, it's the Four Aurora tab. I think you okay. can fish around a little bit. I appreciate that. Yeah. ehills.org, and then yeah, there's a way. There's a Four Aurora is the the part where you give and uh it's the that's the ministry that you know we yeah take donations because we actually use that it's not like the russell wilson charity where only 10 cents on the dollar or whatever it is because actually every dime goes to actually providing meals for the people here in aurora and you have sweat equity because i see you cooking all the time and last week i think it was chilly week and that looked good yeah it was yeah it was it was a nice cold day so warm chili with chili bowls were good and then yeah i actually do try and do pulled pork and brisket as often as i can if we get good donations from people like your kind listeners i actually do fire up the darth vader smoker and brisket and pulled pork it's actually you know, quite tasty and you take over the leftover cash and buy season tickets to colorado I like, no no, I no, like no. It. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> dan we appreciate it good stuff we'll talk to you soon all right thanks guys there he is judge dan no was, legal questions. I was today. kidding. He does great work. Please, he really please does. That was a joke. You got to see the the food that he pumps out, uh, all for charity, and he's out there and I mean making stuff for hundreds and hundreds of. He people. makes a lot of food for a lot of people, and it, it is for charity. But he just loves cooking. He does. He he does it because he. But I mean, it's, it's still an very, effort. It's a very selfish and you, act. And you still have you still have to have pride in what you're cooking. It's a very selfish by, act. By, the, by the way, McMillan, I'm watching him over the weekend. We retweeted a couple of things. He's down in New Orleans, like cooking for 500 people. Did he fight with Nate Diaz? This is great. No, he did not get choked out by Nate Diaz. That's a good way to lead into the grab bag. Uh, MMA fighter, soon-to-be Jake Paul opponent. If he's not in jail, we'll get an update on him. Keep it locked right here. Cofield and company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Night's puck drop at 630 in the peg. You can watch the game at Whiskey Bar and Grill. There's two locations. There's one on the west side. Warm Springs near, I think it's between uh, Jones and Rainbow. I have that wrong. It's on Warm Springs. Uh, official pre and post and intermission show, though, with Magnum Chapman is in for RTHG. That one is in Inspirata. And their name means something because they've got 51 types of whiskey, 24 different scotches. You can grab a flight. 
happy hour, rare happy hour that goes till 7. A lot of places end at 6, but 4 to 7 happy hour. Then uh, late night as well, Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 2. You got bar bites for just 7 bucks. They've got uh, beer specials, 50% off a lot of different drinks. It's Whiskey Bar and Grill, where they're raising the bar, again, in Inspirata. Chapman will be on the scene. Watch the VGK game at Whiskey Bar and Grill. Stick your hand in there, Dave. In your many stories, you slipped in another element, because you were talking about how you had a disastrous meal where uh, you wound up paying for a lot of it, and that was after hemming and hawing just to pick a freaking place, and then people don't show up, and they splinter, and it's a big group, and all that. Why were you on a golf course? Uh, what happened on the golf course? You couldn't have gotten screwed on a golf course. You're not even playing. I know. So please, this can't be a martyrdom story. So it can't. If, uh, I have a lot of friends over here. We, you know, we have a big golf or friends of ours have a big golf event every year, and everybody flies in and participate. And I love being out there. Um, I don't play very often. Every once in a while, I'll jump in and play around. But yesterday, um, I had to arrive late and for because I was working on. Uh, Raider stuff, and I had to leave early because I, the Vipers actually played last night. So had to uh, had to go check that out and write a story on that. So I was only going to be out there for about two hours, but I had about seven groups out on the course. So I was like, hey, let me. Usually I'll swing by, just grab a cart, kind of drive around and, and check them all out. So I walked up, and it's usually not a problem. Get a cart, extra one, whatever. And I said to the guy, I was like, hey, all these all these groups out here, all my friends, I can't play, uh, but. Is there, is there a way I can just grab a cart for a little bit and go out there? And he was like, yeah, they usually – they charge? He's like, but – he's like, yeah, for sure. All the – everybody's out there is your friends. Like, no problem. So I was like, hey, that's really cool of you. So I slipped the guy a 20. Like, of course. Like, that's what you do. I, I think that's appropriate. Uh, gave him a 20 and said, thanks, man. And then when I started to walk over there, a management person came out and said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I, I got a riding cart. Like, I'm just going to go kind of check out some of my friends. And they're like, well, it's a $30 fee. And the guy kind of looked. The guy that I had tipped kind of looked at me like, "Yeah, I can't say that you gave me twenty. Like you kind of went around the the, the process here. Like, and I could he you step know, up and go, I got him. He's all good. I he, said yes. He maybe could have, but I don't want him to do that either and maybe oh get in God. trouble. Here we go. So then I paid the thirty. So now so you paid fifty dollars for a cart to go <laughs> ride around with your friends. Yeah, awesome. Who, by the way. All had comped T-tops. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how many of the rounds did you pay for? They right? all played for free. Really? I paid 50 So you're the only one who paid. And who stepped up to throw you like five each? No, nobody. Course. It was my own thing. But if they would have said it was $30, I would have been like, I'll just wait here in the clubhouse for it. Like, it's not a problem. Right. But I was already getting into the cards. Yep. Like, I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't be like, oh, never mind then. Like, I was already committed. Amazing. <laughs> Stick your hand in there, Dave. You know, if you're only an alpha like we demand, and you acted like, uh, I don't know, Madison Bumgarner, who's just aggro all the time. Uh, although right now, uh, I think without a gig, right? Yeah. Or is he, was he sent down or was he's he designated for designated assignments? For I think assignments, it's a so he's in limbo. Process, yeah. So he'll probably get picked up by someone else, but that means the D-backs are on the hook for how much? <laughs> it's a like, lot. It was like $34 million. Like 34 for the rest of the year. Not 50 yeah. bucks? Okay. Do you, he, he, I could I could I should ask him for the fifty. Yeah, he's got it. Uh, he's he's pitched really poorly. Do you think his stupid angry outburst, the last one was one of the like kind of the final straw along with him pitching like ass, or does it not matter? Because last week he got into it with 
Contreras, listen to this highlight here, and he literally gets mad at a guy for grunting on a hard swing. Wants that one back. He's not getting cheated much. A little back and forth right there. The bump downer doesn't like the big swing, and Contreras. And a big bat flip for a leadoff walk. And long look down toward Contreras. I mean, we've talked about Bumgarner being just out of control, that he can grunt and celebrate, but if people try too hard, he gets mad. What Always. are we doing here? Did he, think the guy, did he think the guy was mocking him? Shouldn't you know who you're playing against? Is that what it was? Did he think he was mocking him by grunting on Maybe. his swing? Maybe. What do you care? Who cares? I don't know, man. You know, I'd have a, I'd have a real tough time facing Mad Bum and not letting go of a bat. I'll take the suspension. You got to cut it out. You would charge right away? I didn't say I would charge. You might. Depends on how big I am. This is fantasy Steve Cofield playing Major League Baseball. I couldn't do it at the size. If I'm like 6'5", 250, yeah, let's go. Come on.